0: Help, I got a Mac, podcast episode number 18. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help, I got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biding. And uh, we are coming to you with the ultimate in Mac switching podcasts.
1: It's the podcast of every cool switcher in the world. <laughs> That's all I got, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so distracted right now. I've got Mac. I've got Mac issues. Yes. With them. Oh, hey. Guess what? I just got a web browser up. You got a web browser up? It's working now. Sweet. Yeah. I'm having some really weird issues with my airport and... Um, it connecting and stuff. It's just on on this machine. My uh, my MacBook works fine. My Apple TV works fine. Um, all my other my gaming devices and stuff work fine. It was just, it's just this MacBook Pro. So it might be time for a little archive and install because I've been kind of hacking on it a little bit. So,
0: uh, see that's what happens when you start getting in there and hacking on things, man. Yeah, it's bad
1: news. Don't try it.
0: Yeah. So what we were saying though is that that if there were like twenty or thirty different GSPN style mac podcast this would be the best in all of those however it is the only one and so it is undefeated unchallenged the best in mac switching podcast here on our network
1: yeah but you know it's not we're, we don't want to isolate the the experienced mac user they'll probably get something out of this too because there's a lot of things that uh you know people need to revisit and stuff like that so i think that there is some value in it for the, the experienced Mac user. But we are geared towards the new Mac user and the Mac switcher and people who are thinking about coming to Mac.
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh, so what we're going to do today is uh, I'm going to try to get Chris to see if he can pull up the show notes and, and kind of guide as much as, of this conversation as possible because uh, I'm just coming down from, what's it called, uh, strep throat. I don't know if you've been following my tweets at all
1: yeah, I saw that. I've been actually trying to get a hold of you finding out if we're gonna do this tonight or not
0: yeah i I got a big shot in the butt tonight, so they 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 hit me up with a big huge vial of penicillin. Nice yeah so uh I'm so supposed to <laughs> I'm supposed to be feeling better by tomorrow is what they tell me. And I'm going to try not to push it too hard tonight. But, hey, uh, I wanted to give kind of a little bit of an update on uh, an issue that I had a couple episodes back that I shared about the wireless issue. Uh, Several people had told me that uh, I should go in and change the channel that I have my router set on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I never did go in and do that. Uh, But I will tell you that a, a lot of different... Other things came in, such as going in and creating a special location and turning off all the other network interfaces other than uh, the, the, the airport card and, and all these other things. And so I, I got into trying all those things. So I never got around to changing the channel. And so, fine. And of course, nobody had kind of confirmed to me that this was an issue that anybody else was having. At, other than doing some web research, I noticed that some MacBooks uh, were having some pretty severe issues back with the prior version. I think it was of ten point four, I think, or ten point three. I don't know. Um, yeah, there there was there was a version right before I got my Mac that had lots of issues with airport cards not working right. And so they, I, yeah, it was one of the mid releases of Tiger, I believe. So. Yes, yes, that's what it was. And so, anyway, I thought, you know, well, nobody else has experienced this. It must be something either wrong with my MacBook uh, Airport card, or there must be something wrong with my Linksys router. I've been, I've been posting a lot of information about this. Unfortunately, I've been so busy, so busy that I haven't even had time to call Linksys, to call Air, to app, to call Apple, to call anybody. It's just been hit or miss if somebody emails me some kind of, hey, have you tried this? Whether or not I can read through it in 15 minutes and give it a shot and see if it works. And so I did that today. Somebody emailed me an article. And what was amazing for the first time, somebody who had the same release of the operating system that I did had the exact same um, issues that I did. As far as connectivity.
1: Yeah, been, there's been a lot of articles on uh, the unauthorized Apple weblog and and gadget. I think had an article about airport being dropped and stuff like that. I think it's it's a much more common issue than we than we thought.
0: Well, I'm I'm praying that this what I did today will solve the problem. In essence, what this guy did is he showed where he did a screen capture of the of Channel Six, all the traffic that was happening in his home on tra- mm-hmm. on Channel Six. Which is the default wireless channel that that everybody kind of has when they pull their wireless router out of the box, and I do know that there are like five competing wireless networks in my in my vicinity that my MacBook pulls up. Yeah, and so basically, it it shows you know th- he said all I did was I changed it to channel eleven and it hasn't had the problem since. Well, I'm now I've now got you brought in on Skype. Chris, on my MacBook, which has been connected for more than three hours. Really? That's good. Yeah. And Stephanie's laptop is upstairs. And so, in essence, it's working out pretty darn good. Now, the thing is, is the last time I tried something new and different and jazzy, uh, it worked for about 12 or 13 hours before it kind of all fell apart again. And so, I'm not going to consider this case closed until i can say 3 or 4 or 5 days have gone by and we're still without wireless or we're with without being dropped from the wireless network but it was really cool to have him cuz one of the things that he said is is like one of the symptoms he said that i'm experiencing is that you know it says that i it's still saying that i'm connected to my ssid it says that i'm connected but it's not passing through any network traffic and he says, "What happens is if the the airport card experiences too much, there's too much interference, too much interfering traffic, it decides to not, it decides not to send any kind of signal until you know for a little bit, and then it'll try again later. And if it still has that issue, then it'll try again later. But so does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. Um, hmm. It's it's interesting that it does that." Uh, it must be trying to do something, quote, unquote, for your own good. So, so you switch the, the, the ID. So let me get this straight. You switch the ID on your wireless base station?
0: The, uh, what I did is I switched the channel that it operates on uh, from channel 6 to channel 11. Okay. So, so it's on a different band of spectrum in the, uh, in the wireless band. Yeah, so, I think mine uses 11. Yeah, so that, that's what I've done so far, and I'm hoping that it will work. Cool. Well, keep us updated, Cliff, on on all this uh, wireless soap opera stuff. So, man. And so, let me just say, are you, you say you're having some issues right now at your house with uh, your Mac?
1: Yeah, just just my MacBook Pro. It uh, it's very very slow to to actually pull up any kind of web page or, or do anything on the net. It gets you know I get connected to the airport, everything's fine. I get an IP address. Um, I can ping my other devices. I can ping my router, but I can't get out. So it's it's been really weird. It's happened in the past. Uh, two days now so maybe i'll uh i'll just do a little archive and install action just to see what happens
0: sounds good keep us updated next week on that i'd like to hear if that i will i I, it.
1: I take the scorched earth policy for my own stuff it's like i'll just format it i don't care
0: <laughs> well hey uh we're eight minutes into the show and as an agreed upon uh method of keeping those ugly talk shoe ads from being placed in front of our show. Uh, we want to say thank you to Talkshoe for providing the bandwidth for help I Got A Mac. And I just want to let people know that we we perform this show live on talk Shoe. And you can, too. You can create your own community calls with your online friends. Just go to TalkShoe.com. It's a free account. You, it, It's very enjoyable. A uh, great way to build relationships online with people that maybe you're, you've met on a social network. So thank you very much, TalkShoe. That's T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E dot com. Right. Wonderful. Love TalkShoe. Love it. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, let's talk about some of the news. Uh, something about... Uh, in January, there's something new every year. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> since, uh, since, uh, since, Steve, uh, since the beginning of 2008, since Steve took the stage. Since the beginning and of '08, Since the beginning of
1: 2008, every Tuesday, Apple's online store has been closed. And they do this. It's a brilliant marketing uh, scheme that they do. Websites don't have to be taken down in order for product to update or anything like that. You you just flip a switch, new stuff happens. Well, what Apple does is they take their store down and throw up a little sticky note that says, we'll be back soon. We're currently working on the store. And that means that Apple generally is going to be coming out with something new that day. Uh, And for the past, every Tuesday so far, in 2008, the store's been down and something new's come out whether it's you know, something minor like you know, a price drop on a shuffle and a new 2-gig shuffle to the 16-gig iPhone to uh, Aperture 2 being released uh, to a speed bump you know, in, in product and things like that. So uh, the blog sphere really kind of c- captured onto this, and they're going, hey, this, is, this might be a new Apple that's, that's releasing little product updates constantly. And uh, now, so now everybody's wondering if it's going to be down again uh, tomorrow. And with it being the end of the month, uh, like like some people know, Steve did say that the software development kit for the iPhone is supposed to come out in February. And it's also rumored that new MacBook Pros are coming out tomorrow because uh, I've read read on the Internet there's some product numbers that are floating around. So if you're waiting for a MacBook Pro, uh, after tomorrow might be the time to get one.
0: Chef Mark is rolling over right now. (laughs) He's beating his head against the wall. What is this?
1: So, yeah, so uh, tomorrow morning, I'm I'm sure I'll – first thing I'll do when I wake up, I'll go to the Apple site and see if it's down or not. Right.
0: Well, uh, I'm looking forward to the software developer kit. I I cannot wait to see what applications are designed for my iPhone. I would love nothing more than to have a uh, a native application running on my iPhone that will store my calendar data with Google Calendar.
1: That would be sweet. I would also like a, a native Twitter app. That'd be kind of cool.
0: A native Twitter app would be cool. And uh, of course, you know, iChat. iChat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some chat clients would be nice, especially if it was like an always-on kind of thing. Yeah, like, uh, like if they made like Adium.
1: because uh, for, for those who don't who don't know, uh, there's a really, really great piece of software that allows you to connect to any of. Any of the IM clients, you know, MSN, uh, Google Talk, uh, AOL, Yahoo. It's called Adium. It's at, it, just do a Google search for a a u d i m.
0: No, 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 no. Or
1: d i u m. I'm sorry. Yeah, a d i u m. Yeah, rhymes with stadium, and uh, it's just it's the greatest chat client. Period. You know, people people talk about like. Um, Trillion and stuff on Windows this is much better. It's free. It's full featured. I it's, I would it's say nice. it's
0: equivalent to twi- to to what Trillian tries to do, but Trillian I always had it, it was always a buggy experience for me. For, yeah. for example, they would do something and all of a sudden one of the four, you know, one of the four big guys like Yahoo would quit functioning for a while and and it, you would just it what it was very au- it was few and far between when all of the clients would work together at the same time. With Adium, it's it's solid, it's stable, it's awesome.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I I, I tell you, I, I love it a lot. The only thing I wish it it had was a uh, really nice video conferencing, but you know, I'm sure it's coming. Yep.
0: So uh, what do you you got in here? Time Machine released. Yeah, Time Machine's been announced. It's it's still not on the shelves yet. Oh, and really?
1: Yeah, the rumor is that maybe that will be actually shipping tomorrow and i will make an announcement about Wait that. Wait a
0: second. Time Machine is that wireless one, right? Yeah, the wireless with the hard drive. So that's not been released yet? I don't
1: believe so. I think if you go to store.apple.com, and now that I can get on the interwebs, I'm going to check that real quick here. Prove it wrong. Uh, I'm normally wrong a lot of times. Airport, ding, 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 ding. ding uh ships february is all it says. Oh okay. So I you know, Tuesday is probably going to be shipping now. So who knows, we'll we'll find out tomorrow, I guess, shall we?
0: That would be cool. Yeah. I was thinking about going and buying one, uh, but you know, if this if this links this if I can keep it running for a couple of days Oh, I, my bad
1: time capsule, not time machine.
0: Oh okay, time capsule. User, st- yeah. That's that's cool. I think everybody that knows knows what you meant but uh yeah and those who didn't they probably don't care a whole lot but yeah so <laughs> time capsule
1: yeah it's for for those who just real quick little thumbnail time capsule is a is a wireless base station it also has a hard drive in it so you can you know store data you can back your data up to it it's just really really cool
0: yes and time machine is something that's available only on leopard and above well, Leopard being the um, highest up operating system right now. But anyway, uh, Time Machine is this um, what would you call that? The incremental backup of your hard drive onto an uh, off, let's see, an external hard drive.
1: Yeah, it's a good way, but it. it's just, it's, it's easy to use. No frills, no worried about it. Turn it on, just use it backup software.
0: It's kind of like if you deleted something that you had on your hard drive three days ago, you deleted it two days ago. You just realized it today you can go back to three days ago and get it. Absolutely. Very cool. Say that five times real fast. <laughs> All right. So we have a listener question. It looks like,
1: yeah, uh, we got one from Eric and, uh, and actually, uh, I've already kind of answered this for him, but, uh, but I'm sure other people have ran up against this. Uh, it says, uh, Chris, I have a new iMac, and I'm trying to load my copy of Windows XP using Boot Camp. I successfully partitioned the hard drive, but here's my problem. My copy of Windows XP Pro has Service Pack 1, and I have a second disk with Service Pack 2. XP loaded fine, and now I can't get Service Pack 2 to load. The error I seem to be getting is a common problem with Macs, according to Google searches. The error says there's not enough space to load Service Pack 2. You need four megs more space. In the Google searches, no one has a solution for the problem. Any suggestions? And, yeah, it's a pretty it, – it, it's kind of tricky if, you, if, if you're not paying attention to, uh, to what was written. The problem is he's trying to install Service Pack 1 with Windows, and yeah. Boot Camp requires Service Pack 2. And uh, Boot Camp uh, is the, the ability to let your Mac run, your new Intel Mac to run Windows.
0: Right. In fact, I remember I was getting ready to install Boot Camp with Windows XP with a disk that I had laying around, and it was Service Pack 1. And it, it, it does clearly say, do not even attempt to install with Service Pack 1. It will not work.
1: Yeah, it's uh, so I gave him some instructions. If you if you do a, a Google search uh, on WinSupersite dot com, there's a way to to slipstream, and and basically what that means is to take your Windows XP install disk and install the components of Service Pack Two into it, so you can do this. So,
0: gotcha. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. All righty, and then uh, we were talking about uh, what were we were talking about? We were talking about i uh, i guess discs being scratched I, what, what yeah a couple a couple shows
1: ago uh, uh a couple shows ago we, we were talking about apple tv and and blu-ray and this that and the other and you said that you know you want to get away from physical medium because you have kids and kids are known to kind of be hard on that kind of stuff and uh tim called
0: in and uh, i i don't have the message you know right here in front of me yeah i, I wanna... got it real quick i'll just go ahead and play it okay it's not necessarily Mac-related, but he did call in, so let's go ahead and play it. I am in Sacramento, California. I am calling in for the Help I Got a Mac program. Uh, this isn't really a question per se, but I was just listening to episode 17, and you were uh, complaining about Blu-ray discs and being scratched up, and I just want to kind of clarify that uh, there's a special coding on Blu-ray discs that make them about 30 times more uh, or less susceptible to not being able to play after getting scratched than regular DVDs. There's actually been uh, on the internet that you could probably find some uh, scratch tests for that people took forks, knives, stuff like that to the coating, and the the disc played flawless or nearly flawless. So I just want to let you know that Blu-ray is probably the best uh, disc-based based media when you have kids. So anyway, love the show. Have a good day. All righty. Well, Tim, thank you for calling in. Um, I did not know that it had that special scratch resistant, but it uh, th- still doesn't take care of the whole, you know, it's laying in the middle of the floor <laughs> and somebody stepped on it kind of thing. But yeah,
1: uh, yeah, the people in the chat room couldn't hear the phone call. Uh, basically what, what Tim was saying is that uh, Blu-ray discs have a special coating on it that resists scratches much better than any CDs or DVDs. So uh yeah and speaking of Blu-ray, hey, they're the winners, man, of the uh of the format wars, quote unquote.
0: That's what I hear. I hear that uh, Toshiba is going to discontinue making HD DVD. a uh, lot, lot of people are are pretty happy that the the thing's over. For me, I I'm all about downloading content from this point forward uh myself personally. And as far as, you know, it downloadable content not having the same resolution, you're you're talking to a person that does not have a high-def television yet. So uh, maybe my tune will change if that ever changes, but uh, at this time, I, I really enjoy sitting down and just uh, watching some of the stuff here on my nice big commu- computer monitor, which I tell you, it looks pretty darn gorgeous from time to time. So,
1: You know, I rented a, a movie on the Apple TV on Friday night, and uh, the first one, yeah, and, and I rented a standard deaf movie. I didn't even rent a high-def movie, and I, I have to tell you, it, it looked really, really good on my TV. It looked better than a DVD uh it started no lies it allowed me to start playing it in you know 45 seconds it said you're now ready to start playing the movie never hitched never had a problem sounded great looked great it was it was awesome and it, it was a sci-fi movie so there was a lot of action and explosions and you know bright lights and things like that and it just it looked stunning gotcha
0: so that sounds awesome i i would love to have an apple tv uh, and get rid of cable and, or not cable, but the TV and just buy the shows that I like.
1: Yeah, um, you know, maybe not buy the shows. If it was, if they really, really wanted to stick it to the cable companies, which would be awesome, they that sh- they should do a, I don't know, a twenty dollar, nineteen ninety five a month all you can eat television show subscription model. That would be awesome. That would be awesome, you know. That would be sweet.
0: I am sorry if folks if I don't seem as as much myself as I usually do. I just am not feeling well. Uh, let's see if we have some other uh, stuff here that we can go on. We have some other questions, I think, down at the bottom, didn't we? That we yeah we well,
1: uh, yeah this is uh, we're trying to get uh, back quote unquote back to basics here air quotes. I'm holding them up in the air, doing my little quotes with my fingers. That's gotcha. uh, We're getting back to basics on some of the stuff because. Some of these things we have covered in the past, but a lot of people aren't listening to some of the old shows, and and you know uh, we want to we want to address some of the things that uh, that people may not know about.
0: Yeah, because every every week we are obtaining new listeners, and somewhere around the range of ten to twenty new listeners every week, which I think is pretty darn cool. I'm getting emails all the time of people who are in the Apple Store. Who are, who are going up to people who are buying a new Mac. And, of course, you know how when you go to the Mac store or the Apple store, I mean, you just go up and you start having conversations with people, which I think is really cool. It's, it's unlike any other store in the mall or wherever you go or any other retail chain. You actually go up and you start just talking. And... Uh, Every time there are two or three people in our listening audience, every time they go to the Mac Store, they strike up a conversation with somebody who's just buying a Mac, and they—if they find out it's their first Mac ever, and they're a switcher—they say you have to go home and type in helpi gotamac dot com, and they send them right to us. And just so you guys know, in iTunes, I fixed it to where you can find us a lot easier. For those of you who are subscribed in iTunes. You'll notice that our uh, the name of our podcast on your on your iTunes list of podcasts now says "Help I Got a Mac" with the I G O T all together, and then it, at the and then after that it says dash, and then it's got "Help I Got a Mac," so that it is uh, better searchable in the iTunes Music Store as well. So we did fix that per your request. Before we go to the back to the basics, I do have one other question for you. I just noticed my MacBook starting to do this. When I have it um, hooked up where the headphones jack is plugged into my to my mixer, I notice mm-hmm. I notice that it's pulling the audio out with no problem at all. But if all of a sudden the audio there's no audio playing out coming out of the headphone jack or it's not sending audio out, I notice that the MacBook cuts the audio.
1: It cuts the audio when you plug it in?
0: No, no, no. It, 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 okay. here I'm going to try to explain this. In a, okay. Let's just say I'm listening to a song, and I hit pause on, on iTunes. But right. I, I still have my headphones on. I don't disconnect anything. So the mixer's still drawing audio. And then all of a sudden, just about three seconds after I hit pause, I hear a boom, like this. And, it, and it's where the MacBook has stopped sending audio. And then when I, when I hit the pause or the play button, I go boop. It, it, it doesn't make that sound. But, it, but you can tell it's like, oh, it just kicked on the the sound card and now sending forth audio again.
1: The only thing I could think of, would, that would be a power save feature, but that's weird. I don't know why it would do that.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it's kind of like when, when there's no audio to be sent out, it is, it's like it's shutting off the card or, or the sound. Huh.
1: Weird, Cliff. I'm not sure, man.
0: Okay. So if anybody out there has any ideas whether or not that's normal, if that's a setting, feel free to um, – yes, and, and at all times, I am on plug-in power. So
1: If anybody from Apple – no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> anybody from Apple wants to call in and, and tell me.
0: If anybody they, from Apple wants to no, donate a MacBook – or not a MacBook, but a Mac Pro <laughs> to the studio here for some video editing. <laughs> anyway, let's go to some of these uh, back to the basic questions here. Sure. So the um, first, first one was, uh, I was trying to figure out how to copy a group of files from one folder to the other. I tried opening the, let's see, opening two quote unquote finder windows and dragging the files from one window to the other. This doesn't copy them it actually does a move uh, if I use the the duplicate option it makes a second copy in the same directory na- renaming it in the process how can I copy a group of files from one folder to another without moving or renaming them now this
1: is funny because I uh' <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing because I haven't done this in a while I think all you need to do is you open up both folders that you want to drag and drop them to, right? Okay. You highlight the files that you want to copy over. You hold in control, and you – that's not it. <laughs> 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 hold in, I'm sorry. Hold in – no, that's not it either. How do, I do, how do I do this? Give me a second here. Give sure. me a second. Hold in option, drag them over. While pulling down the option button, drag the files over to the folder, let go, and it will make copies of
0: them for you. All right. So there's your answer. So basically what you do is you highlight them, hold the option key and then drag them over. Yep. Very very awesome.
1: It took me a second to do that to r- remind myself how to, how to do
0: that. So. Now that's something I know we have not covered in the past on our or po- you, or on you our can podcast.
1: Do, or you could do command C command V for copy and paste.
0: Okay, so that will work as well. Yeah, thanks Doozer. All right, so there are <laughs> two options for you. Command uh, command Let's see, what is it? Command C and then command V. Gotcha. Or you can hold down the option key. So we've answered that one. Moving on to the next question. Is there a way to hide the menu bar at the top of the screen? When I play a DVD or movie or games, it disappears. Is there a way to hide this while running other applications as well?
1: In the past, there's been some hacks that, that can do it. Uh, as far as on Leopard, I don't know of anything that, that does it right now. Uh, this is going to be one that we're going to have to come to back at a later time because I, I don't want to recommend any kind of software for someone that's going to make significant changes to their, to to the you know the under the hood changes. You know what I mean?
0: So what what we're saying here then is that there is nothing in the settings that are available to you to allow this to happen. Exactly. And, and in the past, there has been software that's been out there as a kind of a quote unquote hack to allow you to do such a thing and. It would be our recommendation, if you are a Mac switcher or a new Mac user uh, of any type, that's probably not the best thing to do to install any kind of software that allows you to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just real leery on, on recommending that kind of stuff to people, especially especially new users. Yeah.
0: I mean, gosh, you already, I mean, you already have the sticker shock of, of purchasing your Mac. You don't want to break it with some lousy software that helps you to do something like that. Yes. All right. All right, I find that I spend a lot of time moving my mouse between the menu bar at the top of the screen and the window down below. I get this all the time. I, uh, I'll i finish reading the question and I'll tell you the biggest <laughs> one that bothers me. Is there a way to configure the environment so that the menu bar is a part of each window? I recently installed an application that gave me this option. I was wondering if it could be done globally. So here's the deal. I always keep... Skype at the bottom right-hand corner of my screen. It's been that way since the fir- very first day I ever used Skype. It's always bottom right-hand corners where Skype goes. But by golly, if I want to do a Skype option on my MacBook, I have to go all the way to the top left to get all to all the menu bars for Skype. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, what do you have to say about this one?
1: It's just yeah. one of the, de- the design... Um, Standards in, in a Mac, uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't agree or disagree with that. You know that it would be nice, kind of like in Windows, how on the top of every window there's you know the file, edit, tools, whatever you know the application has. It's on the top of every window of the, of, of an application's window, and on a Mac it's just not. Um, the, my only logic behind it is that they, they want to keep those windows clean, I don't know. And uh, doing it this way, I guess, makes it not as big and cluttered. I don't know. Um, again, this falls into the same lines of, of you know, downloading a, a hack that, that significantly changes the way the Mac works and I, I feel kind of weird doing that for new users.
0: Yeah. And the only thing I can think of what they're talking about is like if you have like an Adobe Air program where the programmer programmed the menu inside the, the actual user interface of that program. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, 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 you might find it on some very, very um, out there third party applications where they've done that just because that's the way they prefer to do it. But uh, no, you're not going to be able to to bring that menu down. It It was a little bit disconcerting at first for me. I think it's one of the things you just get used to unfortunately. And it's one of those things that I, I remember first on getting a Mac, a lot of people just said, well, gosh, it's just better that way. And Apple knows that you're just used to it the other way. And I, I refuse that argument because <laughs> the, the reason why it is that way is because a lot of people like it. Uh, and I, th- I think it's okay for people to continue to complain and bicker and, and bellyache about the fact that that menu is stuck at the top and you don't have those right there within the window. And by golly, we want to take up the full screen with our browser. <laughs> we want to take it up with our, the full screen with our, we just want, we want to take over the full screen, Steve Jobs. And uh, we want to maximize button. <laughs>
1: and, and that's what's funny. Some applications do take over the, the whole window. Uh, a lot of the pro apps, uh, you know, Final Cut Studio, uh, Motion, uh, Aperture, things like that, they, they do take up the whole desktop. And uh, I don't know why that that, that hasn't been a, been a whole global thing. It, the, the UI is real kind of – there used to be a really big user, user interface guideline, and uh, they've kind of gotten away from that. And, uh, you know, there's all these, like, HUDs that pop up now and all sorts of crazy, like, transparent things, and I – I don't know. Yeah. Um, it it was the whole thing with the brushed metal too. From uh, from you know, tiger and leopard or tiger and panther and stuff. They had brushed metal in certain places and not in certain places.
0: I remember pulling up GarageBand, the the one prior to this. I don't know if that this one still has it, but it, it's it had like the station wagon woody side on it.
1: <laughs> I want to say they still have that. Does I think they do. I yeah. quit
0: using GarageBand a long time ago. I gave up on it, but but. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, it's got kind of a woody.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the old Atari 2600.
0: Exactly. I was I'm like, man, I thought they were like on the top of design and <laughs> it's like maybe they're into the retro thing. But no, um yeah, I I mean, the thing the, the the HUDs and stuff like that are you talking about like when you go in and you have oh, oh gosh, what do they call those things? Um you go into iWeb and they have all these different little things for font and they have this it, 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 what are those called inspectors
1: yeah yeah the inspector and, those are also an iwork too
0: yeah and see they have these inspectors and it's like i'm so used to going up to the top and and pulling down from a menu of options and sub menu options and you know and and i know that, that you know it's just something i've always been used to but i will say as a mac user it's been one of the most difficult things for me to adjust to to have these inspectors rather than just going up and clicking you know font you know or edit font and then change it from bold or you know all those different things
1: you know uh the the mac um, the mac version of windows the mac version of office uh i've I've got office 2008 uh they do the same kind of thing only they call it toolbox and it puts this really annoying floaty little window up and it's just like, man, just put it up in the top toolbar like like the like the Windows version and just just let me do it that way. Because it, it is it is kinda lame that it floats there and it's kind of in my way and yep. uh it's just annoying.
0: All righty. Well, so I don't I'm not arguing with you tonight. I'm being real uh I know. I'm like, man, I tell you what, your wire your network problem there must really have you down on Mac tonight.
1: Here's what it is. I'm just I'm sitting on my new sweet couch and uh <laughs> I'm just really relaxed right now. you so got I'm that not, thing
0: broke in yet?
1: Uh, it's a little bit a little bit broken. I've watched a movie on it. It was cool. Oh,
0: man. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll save some of these other questions for next week. Uh, one of the other things that I, that's not on here that I just wanted to say uh, I found kind of useful in the applications like in iWork, such as mostly in Pages and Inside Numbers. And I mm-hmm. think it's available in pretty much all the Mac applications. You can tell me if I'm wrong. But let's just say you're writing a document that's being formatted and you have like you've already chosen the the layout and you've already chosen the font style and everything that you'll be working in. And you're typing up a really nice document. You've already got it formatted. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, I need that quote from such and such blog. And you go there and that blog has some kind of funky text uh, or some kind of funky font and size and everything like that. Well, you can hit copy. And then you can go into your document, and you could, e- you could choose paste, but if you, instead of choosing paste, if you go up to your menu, and I, I can't remember what it is now, but I think it's edit, and then you can put paste same style or something like that, or match style. And what it allows you to do is no matter what the formatting on the, t- the text that you have copied, it will paste it using whatever the destination font text and style is.
1: Yeah, some programs do it by default, and it's just annoying.
0: <laughs> I would much rather have a choice. Yes, I agree. Uh, now, I haven't ever had it happen, you know, just by default, but I do like that the option is there at least um, for some of them because, you know, I I have gone in, I've taken something with just this. There's kind of like just this enormous font, and being able to just say here, just match, ed, paste with matching the style or whatever it's called. <laughs> that's cool all righty anything else you wanted to share tonight chris hmm i
1: don't think so be watching store.apple.com tomorrow yeah because we- that's that's what i'm going to be
0: doing and of course if anything breaks tomorrow we'll come back next week and give our thoughts and opinions on it oh one last thing the macbook air i've heard some people who are actually holding that thing i've held one you have yeah and what do you think
1: Eh, it's cool. I mean, it's it's like two sheets of aluminum, but I still I still am on record saying it's the Paris Hilton of laptops.
0: Yeah, the the one thing, the only argument for it that I've heard is that it is something that's going to drive innovation of new stuff in the future.
1: Oh yeah, it, it's it's widely known in the industry that Apple is the R and D for everybody else.
0: Gotcha. So I mean, it, it it does for for right now, all intents and purposes, thin is great but the big huge gigantic footprint not so great but uh at, at least in my opinion however the the idea that it's going to be the you know the fact that they can get something in so thin i remember hearing Leo Laporte saying dude there's no computer there
1: yeah it's it's it is really bizarre it just looks like you're holding this like futuristic thing it's you know it's it's just like a screen if they made it if they made a tablet like that or some kind of like you know appliance where it's an iPhone type thing that thin, man, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it just couldn't be that big.
1: Yeah, you know I, I mean? think an 11 inch yes. or, or, a, a or a 10 and a half. Yeah, 10, yeah. 10 and a half would be sweet.
0: That would be sweet. All right, folks. Well, we thank you for joining us here tonight for Help I Got a Mac. We record this here on Talk Every single week, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, you can join us live if you'd like to do that. And, of course, we would enjoy that. You can always call in questions. If you have some Mac questions you'd like us to answer, give us a call at area code 859-795-4067. That's area code 859-795-4067. Until next next time, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. (laughs) I'm out of here.
1: All right. See you, buddy.